Moxtra provides businesses with their own client interaction app for today's digital age. Your app will be a one-stop hub, keeping your clients in continuous connection with your business from anywhere. Manage your team to effectively respond to clients all from within your app. Get your one-stop app at Moxtra.com. A new perspective on coronavirus testing from labs ready to do more if there are more test kits. Even if all of the unused capacity comes online, which it needs to, it still might not be enough. Also, new stats on the fall of marriage and a corporate war between movie theaters and studios. All that streaming we're doing while staying in is part of the story. It's Wednesday, April 29th. I'm Mark Garrison with The Wall Street Journal, and this is What's News. The key union representing meat packers wants the White House to test workers and provide more protective equipment in response to a new executive order from President Trump aiming to keep plants open during the pandemic. Hundreds of workers have gotten sick, raising concerns about food supply shortages and pressure on companies to scale back to protect employee health. The Trump administration has said it'll take steps to improve safety for workers. Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin says small businesses that borrow through the pandemic aid program could face audits. He told us that, among other things, they'll have to show they used the money to pay workers and cover approved expenses. Clashes between protesters and authorities on the streets of Beirut. Demonstrators set fire to bank branches and smashed windows, expressing anger over a deteriorating economy made worse by weeks of quarantine. Protesters have also hit the streets of Venezuela as developing economies face new problems during the pandemic. Coming up, a GDP number like never seen before. First quarter GDP numbers are out this morning, and they are expected to be historically bad. Markets columnist Mike Bird tells us what to watch for. So economists have pretty much universally agreed that this, uh, the first quarter and the ongoing situation, is probably the worst period for U.S. production within modern records. Much steeper than the 2008-2009 recession, much more activity just not happening at all. Um, The interesting thing that's happening is really how distinct that is from what's happening in financial markets, where if you look at something like the S&P 500, um, the index is down still considerably for the year, but it's way up from its late March lows. And that is partly because markets tend to look at things well ahead of time. What they're interested in isn't just this year's earnings and this year's economic activity, but what happens after that. Currently, Markets are relatively optimistic about the post-coronavirus recovery. They think that support from the Federal Reserve and from fiscal policymakers around the world is going to help a relatively rapid recovery afterwards. We're in the heart of earnings season with results coming today from companies including Facebook, Microsoft, Tesla, GE, Boeing, and MasterCard. We will also have the Fed's announcement following the end of its meetings. There is a nasty conflict between Universal Pictures and AMC, the world's largest movie theater chain. It has to do with Universal's current online release of Trolls World Tour. The movie's estimated to have made around $100 million in three weeks of streaming. That's more than the original made in five months in theaters. That's 
That's not welcome news for a movie theater chain. In an unusual open letter, AMC says releasing in homes and theaters simultaneously breaks the business model and said it would refuse to screen Universal films. Universal responded that it still believes in the theatrical experience and plans to release future films in theaters and on demand at the same time when that makes sense. In a moment, we'll go inside the labs that are eager to process more coronavirus tests. A payroll and HR company needs to be prepared for whatever is going to happen. You could say that over 70 years of experience helping businesses all over the world run smoothly is good preparation. But for ADP, that's not enough. To make sure millions of people are getting paid on time and in compliance, we're staying on top of each new piece of legislation. So when it comes down to it, ADP isn't just a payroll and HR company. We're the company that helps you navigate the complexities. ADP, HR talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people. Many American labs say they can process a lot more coronavirus tests than they're currently getting. Journal Health reporter Brianna Abbott spoke with our Charlie Turner about what's happening out there. Brianna, is one problem here that doctors and hospitals have ordered far fewer tests than labs have the capacity for? So, yes, short answer. It Long answer is that it's a little bit more complicated than that. What we sort of saw happening is that there was widely not a lot of testing available in the beginning. But the criteria still sort of remained that you should only order tests for people who are either severely ill or in a high-risk group, sort of like healthcare workers. And so you sort of get this mismatch where a lot of labs sort of stood up capacity, but um, they're not necessarily getting as many orders as they're expecting. And that could be from a number of reasons. It could be that limited criteria. It could be that the flood of patients just didn't sort of arrive in their area. But there are still labs, especially the public health labs, that are operating at full capacity. So there is capacity going underused, but by we still don't necessarily have enough capacity out there that we need. We'll talk about how disorganized the testing system is in the U.S. for coronavirus I get the feeling it's very disjointed. Right. So what we have now are different groups of commercial, academic, and public health labs with sort of different levels of testing capacity. And all of them are also sort of trying to get their hands on the same limited testing materials like swabs and chemical reagents. And that problem is easing a bit, but there still isn't necessarily coordination between them. So sometimes it's hard to know where the testing capacity is available. Sometimes the electronic medical record systems don't work between the different hospitals. So if you're sending something to a specific lab and they don't have the right electronic health system, like it's just not easy to process orders. And there's not really sort of a place nationally where doctors or physicians or public health officials can sort of look and see where the testing is. Now, they can do that a bit at the state level, and some states are starting to work on this, but it's still just sort of not cohesive right now. Well, Brianna, what specifically has to happen for this disparity between capacity and actual testing to narrow, to improve? In order to take advantage of sort of the unused capacity, there just has to be a lot more coordination between insurers, officials, laboratories, organizations just to get a grasp on 
the capacity that's out there. There needs to sort of be shoring up of the supply chain because a lot of these labs don't necessarily want to use their full capacity if they don't know when their next order of swabs or reagents is coming in. So that's something that sort of needs to be dealt with. The electronic medical record system, that has been an issue for years. So how how easy that is to shore up, you know, is something in itself. But sort of making sure that a lot of these labs are electronically online. So that's an issue. And going off of that too, just want to sort of reiterate the point that there is a lot of unused capacity. But even if all of that unused capacity comes online, which it needs to, it still might not be enough to sort of what we where we need to be. Wall Street Journal reporter Brianna Abbott. Thanks a lot, Brianna. Thanks for having me. America's marriage rate is now at the lowest level ever in records that date back almost to the Civil War. The latest new government data shows 6.5 new marriages per thousand people in 2018. That is a 6% drop in a year and the continuation of a long trend. More Americans are moving in together without walking down the aisle, often because of financial strain. The lead author of the government report says the pandemic could push numbers down even further as tight budgets and social distancing deter weddings. We are here to answer your questions about the coronavirus. Call 315-992-8298 and leave your question on our voicemail. We will have our reporters and experts get you answers. And that is what's news for this morning. If you like our show, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. We are back with another updated episode this evening, and there's always more on WSJ.com and our app. I'm Mark Garrison with The Wall Street Journal. Thanks for listening.